when it hits the point where like it is affecting you to a degree where like it's not making you consider something else it's not making you go wow i don't agree with that but that's that's a take <clears throat> but it's actually making you feel bad mm-hmm. and it's not a constructive feel bad it's not like a whoa i feel bad that i that i you know totally missed the racism in this or something like that uh if it's not a constructive thing then there's no reason to have it Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conversation. I am Brandon T. McClure with you, as always, through this special journey of mine through the uh, fandom culture. Uh, I started, I tried to mix it up a bit. I don't know how well I succeeded. I'm back in my studio, so I, this should go a little bit more relaxed now that I'm in familiar settings. So we'll just get right into it because this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one already, I'll link that below. Uh, because you should, considering this is the second part. But this is part two of Sparks Witty, my co-host from the Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, if you remember part one, that was pretty long. It was about an hour 15, hour 20, all things considered. This one is shorter. It's about 40 minutes. I'm rounding up a bit. It's really like 38. But 40 minutes of Sparks and myself talking about me. This should actually be called Conversation with Me, Brandon T. McClure, but it's not still sparks witty just to keep the symmetry of the two this was a pretty important episode uh for me sparks had told me um that he wanted to do it this way and i i realized that it would be pretty beneficial because you haven't really gotten my side i kind of throw in some um hypotheticals some anecdotes uh within my interviews with people but you haven't really gotten the same kind of questions that I ask people uh, to me. So this is basically that. It's not exactly um, the same kind of interview it would be because, well, Sparks doesn't have my notes. But uh, it's pretty good, and I'm really glad I, I got a chance to do this. It was It was really cathartic for me to finally say some of these things out loud that I really haven't had the chance to. I talk a lot about my anxieties, a lot about my depression, a lot about, honestly, something that I've never talked about in a public forum, which is my um, mental masochism, that I call it, I I talk about how the fact that I actively seek things that are going to harm me. So I really hope that there are things that I say, things that Sparks says in this episode, that are going to be reassuring to people. Uh, people like myself, people who aren't like myself. Maybe you learn something different about a perspective, about podcasting, um, about uh, being within fandom spaces or whatever, um, you get something out of this. I really hope you do because that would be, it's really important to me that I finally got my side of things out. So if you found some of this stuff reassuring, let me know. It would mean a lot. We do talk a bit about, actually we talk a lot about a specific episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast um, about fandom where we discuss fandom that drastically changed my views on it. I'm going to link that below in case anybody wants to take a look. Um, take a listen, I should say. Um, that was a really good conversation. It was a long time ago, uh, so things were a bit different on the podcast, but I, I still think there's value in that. Um, so that'll be linked below for anyone who wants to take a listen. 
I think that's enough rambling from me. I think the rest should be done by uh, the conversation that he and I have. So without further ado, here's part two with Sparks Witty. Well, I, I mean, I want to know from you, uh, you know, how some of this has changed with the podcast, um, good and bad, uh, what we're talking about here. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah. And I started the podcast because I wanted to do, um, I wanted to, I wanted to bring back that, that like comic book store talk that, you know, get together with my friends, talk about these things I love. And in the beginning, that's all it was. And then I got it in my head that I, this had to be successful. That really put a drain on me. Yeah. Um, kind of like cliff notes that I eventually got out of that uh, through intervention. <laughs> um, but uh, you know that once I got off of that, the podcast became a more positive thing in my life. But then the stuff on the other end, the Twitter stuff, the the so, mostly the social media stuff, seeing people rail on the things i've touched on it already in this episode but seeing the people rail on the things that i like in a toxic way initially made me feel like fandom in general was toxic Mm -hmm. you know i i we had a talking about topics we had a whole topic based on my statement that all fandom was toxic yeah um i think it was around the time that batwoman was announced the tv series yeah um, I, we we had a whole discussion about that because uh, because I, I just had a skewed opinion, and it, it's a wrong opinion. Like every every fandom is toxic spaces, but like to- fandom in, in general is not a toxic thing. Um, and talking about like how things could help, how that helped that topic helped me realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've I've, I've so I had a positive, <clears throat> thing. but like man, dude. I've told, I, I said this on the Invest in Yourself podcast, but like before the pandemic, I was ready to quit. Mm-hmm. I was ready to just call it. This podcast was really draining. I didn't feel like I had anything positive to uh, say anymore. Um, everything I loved was being shit on to the point where I was just like, I, I, I don't know if I'm even allowed to like anything anymore. And so like, if I can't be positive, what's the, what's even the point? And then the pandemic happened and I felt like I kind of had to stick up, stand on board. I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Because uh, as far as the podcast goes, the pandemic was the best thing to happen to me. Because mm-hmm. I, I would not have, uh, I don't, I don't think I would have stayed on, honestly. Sure. If it wasn't for the pandemic. And I'm glad, right. I, I'm glad I, I did stay on because that, while I still ebb and flow, I struggle a lot with my depression, with my anxieties, with my insecurities, especially I have so much insecurities about my own opinions um, brought on because of, because the podcast has opened my, 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 my vision, my view of, of fandom. It's, it's just kind of ebb and flows, you know, today I was able to read a bunch of comics, but tomorrow who knows? Right. It's tough. Yeah. Um, do you feel like I, I it's so hard because I know I know those voices are out there who don't like that kind of stuff. But like I said, like I I 
I have a you know filtration on my Twitter feed so that you know I don't I don't get so much of that negativity. I get more of like the the constructive criticism or positivity. And I just like how is it that all these things you like all the time, all you see is negativity? Is is like you don't have any positivity for the things you like, or is it just it's just so little or it's 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 changing now. I've been able to in recent weeks find accounts that are like, I just want to celebrate what I love. Mm-hmm. And even this podcast, doing this conversations have also helped because I was able to talk about people who like my podcast has energized me and my fandom, and I'm even more interested in in, in, in the things I was before. So that's helped me change my views also. But we have a mutual friend, and I'm not going to name. I'll tell you after the show. We have a mutual friend sure. who um, uh, who shares a lot of the negativity that I see, mm-hmm. and because they are my friend, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to not see their views, but they also share the views of people that like, Hey, I, if, if going back to Avengers, I'm not crazy about Avengers right now, but for a while I was, um, the comic book by Jason Aaron for those. Right, of you right. Um, <clears throat> I would see a lot of people, I would see voices from that person say that if you like this, you're dumb because this isn't, this isn't a good Avengers run. Yeah. So I would see that voice, and I can't tune out that voice necessarily without tuning out the friend. Hmm. That, that's really the crux of the issue that I have more times than not. Now, sometimes that's not necessarily the only problem, but more times than not, it, it, it can be the overwhelming one. Yeah, but I guess like counterpoint to that, you see that, but you don't see enough of the positivity to counter it, or that's just not present enough in your feed? It's just not, yeah, it's just not present enough. Uh, uh, specifically, and again, I'm working very hard to change it. I'm always working very hard to to, to change it. Um, it it's just, it, it's, it's the negativity on Twitter, specifically, because this is kind of where a lot of this comes from, because uh, I'm a part of a few Facebook groups that are very positive. Sure. Um, but on Twitter specifically, like there's, it, you get, we talked about it before you get more engagement with negativity than you do with positivity. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that and you constantly put up things, and I talked about it with Ken, you, you don't have to phrase everything as like a, this is my, this is a fact, not my opinion, mm-hmm. but more times than not, the things that get shared on Twitter are presented as fact and not opinion. Nothing irritates me more in the nerd culture fandom, especially in the past like two years, than the idea of objectivity being weighed against people. Objectivity doesn't exist. It bothers me a lot. There's a podcast we know that that's part of their statement where we talk about positivity. They talk about objectivity as their main goal. And I'm like, that's a load of horse shit. Um, Cause objectivity isn't real. Um, <clears throat> you can't be, you, you simply can't be objective. Yeah. Nobody can be. It's, it's not it's not possible. And even then, you would have to be an actually unaf- unfamiliar, unaffiliated, entirely third party watching something and talking about it, which means you can't be doing a regular podcast about this kind of stuff to be objective or anything even close to it, because, again, it doesn't exist. But um, you would have to be a person who's like 
the closest thing I can think of to objectivity is uh, I, I think this is right, right? Like Patrick Willems had his parents watch Avengers Endgame without watching anything before it. Okay, that's objectivity. Uh, and like, and like, it's not. It's still not true objectivity. There's still an amount of like they're not going to be objective about it because because there's there's still loose MCU knowledge around, and there's still the effect that their son's interests have on them or the amount that he's engaged with them on it. So objectivity itself as a core doesn't exist, but you'd have to be on that level to even get close. Yeah. And that's just not real. Yeah. It, that's, the, that's where the problem comes in and going back to the, the, the conversation I have with Ken. So those of you listening have probably already heard this, but for Sparks um, who has not at this moment, at the time of this recording, um, he has dis- he has disconnected himself from the Star Wars fandom entirely. Right. He's he's the Star Wars guy, right? I'm kind of aware on some level of of that. Yeah, because he 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 likes the Rise of Skywalker a lot, um, and and regardless of your opinions of that, like it should never he should never see things that are like the rise of skywalker is an objectively bad movie this is mm-hmm. my objective opinion this is my objective opinion as an oxymoron but right. <laughs> this is an objective statement and like that becomes the problem because then you're telling the person who likes the thing that they're wrong and a, right. an opinion can never be wrong right um yeah and a feeling uh and all that um like i said you know it, it, you can be critical there are ways to express an idea of you know, I think you should really look at it from this perspective kind of thing. Again, this doesn't really apply to things that we're talking about, like Rise of Skywalker or the Zack Snyder stuff. This is more about things where, like, race or LGBTQ representation would be involved and it's like, hey, you should think about this in this kind of light, uh, because this is <clears throat> again, like, what I use Twitter for to, like, understand those other voices and those other perspectives and where that's coming from. And and challenging opinions for that reason to get them to see something that they're not seen yeah i think is valuable but beyond that you're right and there's no point in trying to tear down someone's opinion um yeah there's a specific comic book uh uh uh, account that i i will not name mainly because i can't even if i wanted to but i'll see it on on my feed and i don't even follow this person but i'll see it on my feed and they'll they'll just shit on like donny cates they'll shit on this and like donny cates is a bad writer that's not an objective opinion that's that, that's not an objective statement that's your opinion but by framing it as object up uh, as objectivity you have told myself and people who do the insecure people who have their opinions because i'm fully willing to admit i'm very insecure about my opinions especially when it comes to comics sure that we're wrong to have the opinion that we like him because we're not smart we're not as smart as you to share that opinion sure this is a common common use around uh, the zack snyder stuff especially yeah. Um, which which gets really annoying. Um, I guess in that circumstance, what I'd like to wonder is like why you said it's not a person you follow, so it's other people you follow who are sharing it, right? But why don't you just still block that person if it so regularly occurs? Um, that's where, and I can only talk about this as my experience and not as a general experience. Um, that's where my my mental masochism comes from. Okay, right, because uh, that's. That's, I think, the difference, really, in, in our experiences is that, again, when I see the pattern of, like, this is, this is objectivity used to, to inflict aggressive negativity 
or just aggressive negativity or hate in general, uh, it's that person is is not part of it anymore. Whether it's a person who I'm following or a person who they're sharing, like that's it's I don't see that as echo chamber. I just see that as mental health. Yeah. You know, like I understand the arguments about like you're eliminating perspectives different from your own. And I'm like, I'm also making sure that I don't need to feel shitty today. Uh, and, and like there's plenty of, of reasonable criticism to exist in that sphere. And that's the dichotomy that I struggle with where it's like, if I block this person, will I not get the perspective that they bring? But also it's, it's, it, it would be better for my mental health if I did. And that's a struggle. Like I've, I've, I've muted every word involved with Zack Snyder. I, I don't sure. see anything of a Snyder cut on my feed. Right. And I think, I think that's totally reasonable because I think that's the, I think you don't need to stretch it anywhere beyond, like you can be willing to engage with things that are outside of your echo chamber and try to be inclusive of opinions that aren't your own. But the moment that it's hurting your mental health or it's causing, if you read something and it ruins your day, even for 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. you don't need that person in your feed. You see what I'm saying? Like when it, when it hits the point where like it is affecting you to a degree where like it's not making you consider something else it's not making you go wow i don't agree with that but that's that's a take <clears throat> but it's actually making you feel bad mm-hmm. and it's not a constructive feel bad it's not like a whoa i feel bad that i that i you know totally missed the racism in this or something like that uh if it's not a constructive thing then there's no reason to have it. We had that argument, not you and I had an argument, but we had a a discussion after we recorded the podcast where I had told you that I completely checked out of politics Uh, a couple of years ago uh, with the 2016 election. I just just checked out. I couldn't do it anymore. Right. Um, It was detriment to my mental health to, to engage in anything political. Right. A mutual friend of ours said that that's, was a mistake because that means you don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's, that had effect, that has affected me so much so that I think about it all the time. But um, I, I just, I, I didn't agree because there's, a, there's an extent where it's like, I definitely care, but also at the same time, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be okay. Right. And I mean, frankly, that's ableism. Yeah. Which is which is kind of what I was trying to talk about earlier. Which is like I know the person you're referring to, and I love that person. But I do too. I know, I know you do. Um, but the thing is that like that person is capable of, and I am as well, of more or less being able to take in really shitty things and more or less roll them off my back. I don't, I don't like doing it, which is why again I cut down my Twitter feed because I don't, I don't need to be doing that every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm capable. You uh, have mental hindrances that make you less capable of that than that person and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not your fault. And that is why it's, it's perfectly fine to say, for my mental health, for me to be okay, I need to not see this. Yeah. And those are two very different things. And like, it doesn't, you're, you're absolutely you're absolutely right because it's not a representation of oh this doesn't mean anything to me or I don't care about it. It is an acknowledgement of I am not capable of being all right with seeing this right now. Yeah, I shouldn't have to, and that's true. There's no reason you should have to. 
um <clears throat> i think it walks a fine line because like you know especially right now like a big there's a massive argument of like you need to be aware of politics and you need to be aware of what's happening and i think that's pretty true like you should be relatively aware but you get to gauge your awareness and where it's focused and like what that means to you and that kind of thing um i think it's important to not just go i will not know anything yeah um, but but to go i need to not know anything about this thing uh is totally reasonable um and that can be about that can be about politics that can be about i need to not know anything about the cider cut now or yeah. whatever perfectly reasonable whatever reason you have for that 100 okay it's the difference between engagement and awareness though yes because you can definitely be aware of something without engaging in it yeah and i think that's kind of where the where the where the where the disconnect comes in where if you say like i'm not engaging in this people say oh you're not aware of this no that's not the same thing the reason why i'm not engaging in it is because i'm aware of it and again like that's a similar it's still a similar i still think that falls under that category we're talking about of kind of a type of ableism because it is a awareness and engagement are synonymous in some people's worlds because they they've never had to think of them as separate yeah you know there's no reason to they, they function fine with those things as as mutually consistent yeah i mean um, also like you talk about like i've got i deal with a lot of mental issues where it's like i also actively seek things that are going to hurt me and that's not good right and i i fully agree with that and i really want you to work on that because that's a really shitty thing to have going on oh, and, go, and going into each podcast week and that's that is the main thing that i've tried to encourage you away from certain things on twitter about because i'm like it's there's no good in you seeing that yeah like it doesn't it's it's so unhelpful to you um and and i hope that on some level some of what we've talked about today kind of helps because like i think it is important to realize that like you can have an you can have something that isn't an echo chamber but it doesn't need to be i embrace every opinion that isn't one i agree with that's not how it works uh you can just be open to hearing perspectives that you don't agree with or you're not aware of that constructively help guide you to understanding or expanding your own knowledge base or whatever it is. But that doesn't mean that every single person who disagrees with you is worth having in your feed. That's not how it works. Yeah. And and that's why I haven't blocked that said person that said, said a Twitter account, because it's like, if I see their, if I see their thing, my mind, my mental, my mental issues uh, say to me like, Oh, you want to see more of that. But it's like, at the end, when I'm done, I feel like shit. So you don't actually need to or want to see more of that because yeah. that's not that isn't constructive exterior stuff. Yeah, and we we you you brought it up uh, after the show one time where we we you were meant to do something with Batman v Superman, so you had watched Batman v Superman, and whether or not this episode has come out by the time we talk about this, by the time uh, this has happened, but um, you were very clear. It's like I don't want you on that yeah uh yeah so we we were invited like uh the our podcast was invited to be a part of a discussion where it's it's an active debate about their people that like batman v superman and they want people that don't like it and it it was very obvious to me from the beginning that like that's not something brandon should do because there's no good frankly like i i because at that point i listened to their prose episode already and i was like look, I know we're going in there and we're going in there to express opinions but not change minds. Yeah. And uh, and I know they're going in there 
to try and change minds. Um, and you don't need that. That's not, there's nothing, there's nothing healthy in it. Like while I was interested in doing it and I don't think it's going to happen at this point, um, for one reason or another, uh, it has, it seems to have fallen through, mm-hmm. um, which is no, like I, we, we, there's no strife between us or anything. It just, it just doesn't look like it's going to happen right now because I think the intention was to do it before justice league came out. And once justice league is out, I don't think it's on the table anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just don't, it doesn't seem it's ever going to get scheduled to occur. Um, but uh, I, I was going into that knowing that like this is going to be like a fun debate experiment for me. And mm-hmm. I was okay with it because like I can hold my own and Ryan is supposed to be the other person who would have done it with me and Ryan can hold his own and like we'll be fine. You know, like eat the level whatever they got at us and uh, it's not going to hurt yeah. at the end of the day. And for you, I'm like, that shit's going to linger. And there's no reason to do that, especially that like we just do our regular stuff where you are all constantly involved with people who are supportive of you. And you come away from shows feeling like, I I wish I'd said something differently or I'd said this thing better. And I'm like, that would be like 10 times worse on a thing like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are are many times where we do shows. I always have a good time on the show, but like there was a moment where I started having to... um, help myself medicinally i'll say it i'll say it that way because i just couldn't i i, I again we go back to like i i actively searched for things that will hurt me like it, it it was uh it became a problem that i was always on the defensive i was always angry and like the three of you are great <laughs> like why would i have to go into the podcast being defensive it it it, it uh it's all because of like anxiety and things man there are multiple things though that that just still linger with me for, God, years, based sure. on the show that we've done. Yeah. Anyway, Hold I mean, but that's the thing is like you know, it's important to recognize that like my kind of have to what I have to do to be comfortable with engaging with negativity and fandom and things like that is extremely different from what you need to do. Right. Uh, and, you know, knowing that those things are different. And I think this is important for, like, anyone who's doing this kind of podcast stuff, if they're listening, like, you know, recognizing when your co-hosts or guests or fans uh, are, they have different ways that they need to engage. Not not necessarily want to engage, need to engage. Um, and knowing that those things are there and recognizing that, like, your experience is not the experience. This is why objectivity doesn't exist. Because right. your experience is not the experience. Um, and it's it's fine and good to express your thoughts and opinions and perspectives on things, but it's it's not great when you're trying to say that that's the only way to look at something. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to think of back before we got on Twitter specifically what we were talking about. So that was a while ago. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, well, because I was going to throw that, I guess, I guess like in general... Okay, so here's something real quick. <clears throat> it's hard for me. It was hard for me even coming into this show to talk about fandom because I just, I don't think I think of fandom the way that I guess it's supposed to. <laughs> this is why I was asking at the beginning for us to define it because mm-hmm. I don't think I think of it the way that a lot of people tend to use it as because I feel like you need to be a, a certain level of of actively part of communities. Sure. Um, for example, like, uh part of the reason 
why you haven't watched the extremely fantastic show Steven Universe is because of the fandom that surrounds it. And I would, right. But I mean, I would never call myself part of that group of people who behave that way. But I am also a massive fan of Steven Universe. But I'm not really engaged in that stuff. And so that's where I think it gets sticky because because fandom gets fandom gets tossed around as a label. Uh-huh. And if you fall into that label, it can have direct connotations that I'm like, I don't know that those are always earned. Well, that's what we talked about on our fandom episode. Yeah. Uh, that's that was my my issue that I narrowly defined fandom as this, as this tox as this amalgamous toxic thing. If like if Steven universe, is a good example. I saw the Steven universe fandom being toxic, but what fandom, as I've come to realize, thanks to that episode and thanks to this and for like, just years of just studying it. Um, there's a great podcast called fansplaining that helped with this. Also, uh, I highly recommend that they uh, it, fandom is, is, if you're a fan of something, you're in that fandom. It doesn't matter if you engage in it. it, it you are a part of that fandom because you like it. And it, it comes into like the gatekeeping thing where it's like, it, it, I'm a, I, I've read every Loki comic ever, ever, ever made. And if you like the MCU Loki, you're not a true fan. And it's like, no, if you like the MCU Loki, if you read every Loki comic, you're both part of the same fandom. Right. It's just, it's a, it's a bummer when like, that is not the universal definition. You know, like, like saying at, at, I don't know if it's true now, but like saying at a specific point in time, like, uh, oh, so you're part of the Steven Universe fandom has a specific kind of connotation that is not necessarily representative of every person who is a fan of Mm -hmm. Steven Universe. Uh, And that's why I think fandom becomes such a sticky word, because like it has a, a third meaning to it that isn't necessarily accurate or representative of everybody who can enjoy a product. Sure. of art um anyway i wanted to just express that concept real quick uh uh how in general broad strokes brandon how do you feel that um fandom your relationship with it has really been altered by you know by the podcast and where it's at now honestly i think i have a more positive view of fandom yeah because of the podcast um not necessarily a more positive view of how I interact with it, but as I've just expressed, my view of fandom is if you're a fan of that thing, you're in its fandom. So I don't look at fandom through a narrow lens of, uh, of the, you know, we, we talk about the Snyder cultists a, a bunch of times on their things. Like, you know, for better or worse, they're part of the DC fandom We're mm-hmm. I am a DC fan. They're a DC fan. Just because I don't agree. Doesn't mean we're not part of the same fandom. And I think that that helped me view it in a more positive light because it's, yeah, we got, we're different sides of the, of the same coin and that should be, and, and, and I prefer to celebrate what I love about the, about the fandom. They prefer to celebrate what they love about the fandom. And I, I think that that helped a lot in, in, and just becoming more positive view of this amalgamous word that is fandom. Sure. Yeah. That's really, that's really, that's really it. Cause like, like I said before, like before I only saw the bad Mm -hmm. and I, and I, and I, I actively sought out the bad. We talked about it already. It's like, I, I seek out things that will hurt me. Sure. Um, And because of, 
because of this show, specifically that episode. It's got I got to be very clear, specifically that episode. Um, because of that, I decided to look beyond that, look for more positive things and just kind of realize that, like, at the end of the day, we're all fans of something. Mm-hmm. Some people just some people are fans of a different part of that something. But at the end of the day, we're all fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and and just, uh, you know, what I was talking about with um, kind of the, the separation feeling of uh, how I engage with like non-nerd culture related friends. Do you have that experience too? No. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I only have the, I only have us mm-hmm. and what I see on social media. Um, I, I'm part of this group on Facebook that I've talked about on the show before. Um, that is a very positive space, uh, kind of a safe space for, for positive fandom. Um, that they're all huge nerds in in there and i only engage with the huge nerds on twitter i only see the huge nerds i i don't know how controversial this is going to be but i'm not as close with our friend group as you are well i don't don't think that's controversial i think that's just time and distance yeah and because of that i don't i don't have the casey casual for Mm -hmm. as ben would say i don't have the casey casual experience anymore I kind of had it when I was at the when I was working at uh, my my previous place of employment, uh, Photocam, kind of. But I, it was like every like once in a blue moon we'd talk about something nerd related, or but more times than not I would try to seek out the person who was the nerd in the in the in the place, which was like one other person. Sure. So I don't have that. Um, I think that would have, I think that would have helped if I did. Right. Well, you know. I'm sure when the pandemic is lifted, there will be more engagement opportunities for you with our Casey Casual friends. <laughs> we should all get them Casey Casual shirts. Oh my gosh, they would not wear them. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, I can think of that that specific, like, you know, I, I know who, you know who, I could say their names, but it wouldn't mean anything to listeners. Um, but you know who I'm referring to, that there's, you know, very specific four who are, like, extremely close in my in my personal life. And they're much more casual nerd culture people than you and I are Uh, in certain respects. In other respects, like they're all big anime dorks. Um, So (laughs) see, that's the thing. Like, even if they're, even if they're the case on the case of casual end of it, they're still in a fandom. They're still in our fandom. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, we're all in the MCU fandom, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we are. That's a good fandom to be in. More times than not, I find the MCU fandom to be a more positive fandom than others. Yeah, it tends to be. I mean, usually when you're in it, like, I don't see a lot of people in that fandom hating on other parts of it. Yeah. I'm mostly, I'm mostly seeing it coming from the exterior. I'll see criti- criticism. It's okay to be critical of the MCU from inside the MCU. There's plenty to be critical about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, a ten, it's a 10-year-old franchise that's got over 20 movies in a TV show now. Yeah, anyway... I uh, if you got if you got any more, um, I don't think so. I I don't I can't think of any specific questions, uh, for you. Um, I don't know. You got anything? No, I I expended I ex I expended all my stuff in the beginning. Did I do good? Did I do did, good, Dad? You did great, son. I hated that. <laughs> I hated that. 
I'm probably gonna I'll probably have split this into two episodes because uh, I think there's a there's a good divide to have done that um, for this. And I think that'll be beneficial, but we'll see what happens. Sure, you know if you can find that comfortably. Um, but I look. I normally give this time to to let people plug. I know we kind of plug the same shit, but why don't, go ahead. Oh, uh, you'll you'll be better at it than I will be. I'll ramble. No, just say let's say your Instagrams. Just say your. Oh, your, okay. What sure. you do. Uh, uh, you, if you care to, you can find me at Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z-Witty, Sparks Witty. Um, and that's that's pretty much the only places you can find me. Otherwise, you can reach out for all the fake nerd podcast stuff that Brandon will tell you about. Um, and check out all that stuff, all those shows, because we got a lot of them. We, we do a lot of the things. Uh, and I think we do. I, I think the thing I value the most in our engagement is that I think that the people who do like our show like it because we we do feel like we're just exactly what we are, which is four friends chatting about stuff rather than like four friends with an agenda. Yeah, we have a we have a, a listener, a watcher uh, every every Sunday watching our live streams. Mag uh, blows my mind that he does that, but you Less- know, I think that, I think that's why he does it. Yeah, um, I mean, like it's it, probably my proudest review that we've ever had is that five-star review that I can't, I can't say the quote exactly, but that basically describes us in that way where it's like, it just feels like guys. So just friends talking and that's real nice. And I'm like, that's, that's all I want. I just want us to feel like <clears throat> I did not that I want us to feel like I want to make sure that people understand that that is, that is just what we do. We just, we are who you hear um, for all the best and worst parts of that. Like we all have our faults where maybe we step in it a little, <laughs> a little sometimes I've definitely done it on the show. Yeah. Um, but you know, like we're just people who really like engaging in this and we try to engage in it a positive way. Um, and in a way where there, maybe we're just injecting something. That, it, it, I, <clears throat> I actually, I do want to talk about this real quick uh, related to the, to the fandom and, and the relationship and podcast is that um, sometimes uh, it definitely feels like I've had to learn that it's okay to not have a take. Oh, sure. That's been really important for me, especially in the past like two years is that I, I needed to learn that, you know, it's okay to just like have the, just, things that most people would like you don't need to have the unique thing to say in the room Mm -hmm. you don't need to have the take that no one's heard you don't have to have the big thing where you turn the conversation on its head you can just say a thing that you appreciated about the art or that you didn't that you want to criticize whatever um and that be enough right and learning to be okay with that not not feeling like i need to sensationalize what we say uh i think that's been a big part uh of being comfortable with the podcast it's a good point um for example i I talked about this before but on on the show but um i if i don't like something that we're reviewing and you guys do i'm more than happy to just let you guys just say what you liked about it and me just take a step back because i don't feel like that is beneficial to you guys to have just me being like you're I hated this thing that you liked. And I was like, this is not fun for me. I'd much rather hear something that you guys love about it. I know, I know you've expressed that before. And I won't say that like, that's wrong to feel that way in every situation, but I will say that like, I still think you can present criticism that you have something you didn't like about it can still be constructive to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like I'm not going to bite your head off <laughs> for it. Um, 
I, I think that like, it's okay to have, uh, I like having back and forth. I like it when we're not all 100% on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, uh, I, I think anyone who watches our WandaVision series finale is going to probably find out I'm not exactly 100% on the same page as everybody else. Um, for WandaVision, in the specific capacity, I still like it. Um, but there, there's a criticism that I'm, I, I'm willing to bet money. I, I'm the only person that really feels strongly this way about. When, when uh, we stop recording, when I ask you what that is. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but then you'll cheat on the episode and you'll actually come to my side and make the, me wrong here. Um, no, I, I feel the same way because I, I have a thing too. Sure. Um, no, it's, uh, it's, it's just, uh, I think, um, I, I think that, you know, I, I wish that every once in a while you would, even if, you know, you have three voices, I understand it's hard when you have three voices that are saying like, I like this. Oh yeah, me too. Yes, me also. And then you have to go, I, I kind of lukewarm about that one, my friends. Um, but I, I, I do want to encourage you, like, I think it is still useful to throw some of that in, you know, especially if it's something you feel like there can be healthy criticism, constructive conversation about it. Yeah, constructive criticism is one of my favorite favorite words, guys. I think constructive criticism is is everything that most podcasts should strive for whenever they're doing criticism. Is you gotta you gotta bring something to the table that's more than just I didn't like this. Like you know, supply. Tell me what's up because I want to understand. When I listen to other nerd podcasts, I really want to understand why they feel a way about something. I don't want them to just tell me they don't like something. I want them to explain to me why so I can at least hear that perspective, even if I'm not going to agree with it. I want to hear it. Like when I let it slip that I, I don't like the first Star Wars movie. Boy. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely did. But I mean, like, that that that's the thing. It's like I wanted to hear your why, you know? Yeah, but sometimes, you know, it's like sometimes you don't have the why. Sometimes things just don't click with you. Sometimes, sometimes that's the case. I'm not saying like, you know, everything you've got that, but like it, you know, it's always good. I think it's important when you're doing a podcast. I think it is important to, to not just have, uh, I like this. Mm -hmm. I didn't like this. Tell me, tell me what's up. Tell, expand, tell me where this engaged with you. Why did this work for you? Why didn't this work for you? That's the most interesting stuff to listen to. Okay. Well, why don't we call it there? Sure, I think I milked that as much as I could. <laughs> this was this was a great conversation. Conversation. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, I was really happy to do it. Um, I will let my future self play us out. All right, thanks, future Brandon. Thanks, past Sparks. I will take it from here. This is future me coming at you with the end of the episode. Like I said up top, there's a couple of links down below. Obviously, you can find wherever you can find myself and Sparks uh, in the links below in the description. But you can also find our part one of this interview uh, if you want to listen to that, where it came from. And there is, of course, the uh, episode on fandom that we did, uh, which I think is a pretty good listen. And I hope you guys will take will take a chance on that one as well. And maybe give a, a subscribe to the Fickner podcast. The Fickner Podcast is a show that uh, myself and Sparks and Ryan and uh, Ben, uh, we all do together. Um, that drops every Sunday. We've been doing live shows. Upcoming is Cruella. Yeah, Disney's Cruella. 
Um, if you want to hear our thoughts about Cruella, feel free to check out the live show on Sunday night or, you know, of course, the episode will be up afterwards on audio and visual platforms. Um, where you can find those are, of course, all linked below with fakenerdpodcast.com and our YouTube channel is linked below as well, as well as our social medias. You can find many of our other shows such as Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, Fake Nerds Watch, which we mentioned a bit a bit in the episode about WandaVision, and Fake Nerd Book Club, and more to come. We love doing podcasts, so, you know, we just, any chance we can. Make sure to give this podcast a subscribe, tell your friends, rate it, review it. Um, I'd really like to hear some feedback, some anything about it, really. Um, really kind of get that algorithm going. I'm really impressed with the uh, reception the show has done already um but you know tell your friend maybe we can get better and finally before i forget if you want to be a part of this podcast i should have said this up top but i didn't uh if you want to be a part of this podcast please email me at fakenerdguys at gmail.com um that's linked below as well i really like to hear from you guys i'm i, I want more interviews i want to talk to more fa- more people about fandom spaces you know geek podcasts don't just have to be uh marvel or dc or star wars or whatever it can be anything i just recently talked to someone about nascar fandom you know as i always say if you like something you're a fan of it doesn't matter what it is sports fandom hey you know what actually yeah i just did an interview about this if anyone wants to come on about sports fandom i'd love to have that discussion so let me know fake guys at gmail.com all right, that'll do it for now. Next week, we will have on the show Robert L. Kelly from the Record All Monsters podcast. That was a fun one. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Check out that podcast. Check out the interview. Um, and until next week, guys, uh, stay true to the fan in you.